0: Hi, this is Cal Quantrill, and you're listening to the East Village Times podcast. In the West, SD across the chest, youth movement, really dope ex prospects, big Willie, leader of the young pups. They hating on us. Why should you them jump up. We ain't care. We ain't scared of nobody. The outfield, mad skills, lotty dotty. Austin Hedges throwing out everybody. We at the ballpark. Every game's a party. Ignorance is bliss, so we never trip. If the pitching's up the pod, then watch out for the kids. EVT is out here broadcasting. EVT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them. Padres EVT Podcast. Padres EVT Podcast.
1: Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times Podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and with me, as usual, is Patrick Brewer. What's going on, Patrick?
2: You know, just, just hanging out, chilling.
1: Just uh, enjoying the... I guess it's the official offseason now, right? I mean, the Padres season is wrapped. Minor League season is wrapped. Future game is wrapped. Uh, the uh, prospects and the Padres are free to go on their way, I guess, now for the next couple months.
2: Well, I mean, not all of them, but... some. Well, of them yeah.
1: Least, yeah. Yeah. And they'll be reporting to, to different uh, Winter Leagues and, and stuff um, all around the globe. But uh, for the most part... A lot of these young kids are going to enjoy some time off, and, and uh, all in all, I think it was a pretty damn successful year for the Padres. I mean, you know, we'll talk about the major league team in a little bit, but uh, you and I were lucky enough to be invited to an uh, event uh, Friday afternoon uh, at Petco, uh, meet and greet with uh, several prospects, and then uh, a nice little game afterwards. So, you know, we were able to see a lot of these young pups firsthand. Uh, give me a little bit of impression. Uh, you know, first off talking to them, and then uh, second off seeing uh, a couple of them in action.
2: Yeah, so we got to talk to, let's see, Luis Camposano, Jacob Nix, Fernando Tatis, um, Michelle Baez, Adrian Morajon, Mason House, who am I listening? I don't
1: know. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I wasn't listening.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was good to hear from those guys. I mean... Some were more talkative than others, as you can expect. I mean, different guys have different personalities. Um, yeah, yeah. James and I were able to ask some questions. Um, I was able to apologize to, to Michelle Baez for calling him Michael all those times through, through the translator. <laughs> um, that was that, good stuff. That was kind of fun. Um, he got a good laugh, I think, out of it. And apparently, yeah. he, he gets that a lot, so I don't feel as yeah. bad. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's good getting that perspective. I mean, I know we've talked to a few of those guys um, – here and there you and I James but it's good to kind of see him in person because you don't really get that experience with many prospects I mean we've talked to guys in Lake Elsinore here and there obviously but yeah, for some for, for of these guys that haven't been to Lake Elsinore or, or in the younger levels um, we haven't really got to talk to them or see them so it's kind of cool to see them in person um, hear what they have to say um, you can see they're excited for the future and what the team's building and uh, it's, it's good to get that perspective
1: definitely is and and, you know uh the game that we saw was was pretty interesting too a lot of the um, upper echelon minor leaguers like Tatis and and uh and and Baez weren't playing uh in that particular game but we got to see uh Mason House uh Trey Carter hit a a nice bomb into right field I mean it's just interesting seeing a lot of these young players uh, especially players that were just signed you know within the last couple months The, the 2017 18 uh international kids who you know a lot of people weren't even uh, aware of who they were i mean uh you know it, it's just interesting to see a lot of these young kids firsthand and, and like you say get, get a feeling of, of of who they are
2: yeah it's definitely good to see these guys and somehow i missed the Mackenzie gore also spoke to us that was kind of an obvious fail there by me oh yeah he's
1: yeah he's he's pretty important too, I, he I think
2: he's okay i mean <laughs> yeah he, he's all right he he might be good someday. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah as you mentioned, uh, Jared Dale or Dale, I, Dale. I think it's probably Dale. Jared Dale was there. He's from Australia. He was signed um, part of this part of this signing class. So yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool to see. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good guys. See, Reggie Lawson looked good when when, when he, we saw him. Um, as you said, Trey Carter hit that bomb, really really well struck ball. Um, Definitely. James got the real show on Saturday with with the uh, more more top notch guys playing: like Tatis, Nick, Sia's, um, Ona. The list goes on. So yeah, I, I missed that game. So I guess I I missed the, um, the, yeah, the the big time prospects playing. Yeah, the
1: the the ones who probably won't be here next year. I would imagine. Uh, you know, I think the guys that we saw on Friday night will probably still be. Uh, featured next season, being that they're still sixteen, seventeen. But you know these uh, pots, uh, Patisse, obviously, Mora, home, Baez. You know, I, I you know, I, I, don't know if they're going to be at this prospect game again next year. You know, they probably will be progressed past that point. But you know, you never know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it remains it, to be seen. It's so far off that it's kind of hard to say. It's also kind of cool that we got to see some guys from. Um, the Dominican Summer League who we've obviously never seen stateside uh Yes. I mean, uh,
1: you saw uh, Tucapita Marcano. Mark- 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 yeah, I spent I spent a whole inning
2: talking to uh Francisco, another writer for our side, trying to figure out how to say that name. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Tucapita Marcano. Tucapita. Um yeah. yeah, we saw Henry Henry, my boy. Um the number one in my heart. Uh yeah, there there's a lot of guys, good guys to see. Um it's it's always fun to watch these guys in person. I mean, We've obviously been to Elsinore here and there, but a lot of these guys we've never seen before. I, I've watched, yeah, like, I've watched what video I can of them as much as I can. But
1: exactly, you see video and you see milb dot com, and, and you know you see the the game streaming, and it's just not the same as actually seeing them in person right in front of your eyes, and, and you get a better aspect and better uh, idea of who they really are.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I'm actually looking at my program right now, and I, I didn't realize that Aki Otsuka was there as a guest instructor.
1: <laughs> I mean it, it was amazing the amount the crowd of Padre staff prospects personnel that they had and it, what I found was kind of funny is that the you know last year this game happened uh during the offseason the Padres were already eliminated the uh, season was already over uh but the, the obviously the Padres locker room was still in use so both teams were at, were basically using the visiting team locker room so just seeing the hordes of Padre caps and Padre jerseys coming out of the visiting team locker room and heading towards the home team uh, dugout was just, it, it was just kind of bizarre, but it, it was just fun, though, because the depth on this team is just amazing. I mean, last night's game was pretty interesting. I, I was hoping to get a, you know, uh, you know, a couple more at-bats for Mason House, uh, you know, a bat or two for Blake Hunt, some of the Hosma, uh, Hamza didn't really play, but you did get a great opportunity to see a lot from, like, Tirso Ornelas. Uh, you know, he played most of the game. I saw a lot of Isiri Ruiz. You know, it's just I, I, it's exciting to see these young kids. I, I know there was a buzz in the air. Uh, people sitting around me were were pretty happy with, with what they are seeing uh, from these young guys.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I guess we didn't even mention that we also got to talk to uh... – The man himself, Ron Fowler. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, Chris Kemp and Steve Lyons, who both work in um, scouting. They were both there as well. We got to talk to them. We actually got to meet uh, Chris Kemp and talk to him for a minute. Um, Hopefully, he'll be on this podcast at some point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're we're working on it. Uh, Yeah, so it's it's good to see those guys even. I mean, guys that you – they're kind of behind the scenes doing all the uh, legwork, helping out AJ Preller, scouting Yes. Um, as you mentioned, I mean, you talked to chris Kemp about how uh, Gabriel Arias was a guy he just was raving about last year, and then we saw this year how good the defense is and what kind of player he could be once uh the offense settles in once he develops as he grows um into his body, obviously he's still young, so
1: yeah no, seeing him first ten was impressive uh you know he was the youngest player in professional baseball last year at the age of seventeen but but seeing his frame and his body uh you know Chris Kemp talks a lot about legs and and you know uh just the the stoutness of of the body and stuff and for a 17 year old he's already pretty thick in his legs and pretty thick in his body and he has the a nice twitch about him a nice uh hitters motion about him you know all the all the talk is about that he's a perennial gold glove type shortstop that he's going to be that good but i think offensively he's going to be more than adequate as well so it's 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 just interesting seeing a name like that someone you know luis almanzar got all the the hype out of uh the international class from that period. But it, at this point, I would, I'm pretty safe to say that Arias uh taken over as far as, uh, you know, value right now. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, and it, it's going to be that way. I mean, these kids are 16 or 17. They're going to be, you know, lapping each other and, and, and pacing each other here and there. And, it, you know, at this point, Arias is, is, looks like a, a more polished ball player, and it's, it's just wonderful to see a, a player like that develop.
2: I mean, it's just amazing how the list is so endless. I mean, you have... Kel- yeah. Kel- Kelvin Al- Al- Alarcon, Luis Almanzar, Gabriel Arias, Jordi Barley, Ronaldo yeah. Ilaraza, Justin Lopez, Kelvin Melian, Igay Rosario, Estuary um, Ruiz. Uh on the outfield, Tirso Ornelas, Jason Rosario. I mean, there's just so many guys and it's just obscene. Oh. I mean, I don't think Ornelas, he-
1: Or, or- Ornelas really looked impressive last night defensively to me. Uh first play of the game uh right uh high fly ball down the right field line about a, a row or two into the stands basically went head over heel into the stands and made the catch first first play of the game uh later on in the game he used tracked the ball excellent excellent he he missed a couple balls off his glove but for his age already showing he's already showing great instincts defensively i i was really impressed with what i saw him from him defensively uh in the corner outfield just to, just to throw that out there
2: yeah, I mean he he's been an impressive guy this season. He's had a great year. Um it's just crazy. I, I don't think any team can match the level of talent the Padres had in one location at one time. I mean yeah. there's there's obviously good farm systems in baseball that can kind of field a similar roster to this, but I don't think any teams kind of can put together an instructional league quite like the Padres have um really the last two years, but really really hitting the point home this year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's the depth is just amazing, it really is.
2: And I, I gotta say, I think Tukapita Mar- Marcono is one of my favorite players now. I mean, seeing him bat, <laughs> I, I like what he's got. Uh, he was—he's kind of a smaller guy, but he really—he really killed in the DSL this year. So uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him play stateside, hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, there's just uh, like this program. I'm just looking through it, and there's just so many players to to just wish on. Long-term. To just gush over. Where he yeah, is. seriously. I know like, really Twitter is. was just so a buzz on Saturday night, just all these guys and how impressive they all were looking. And just, I'm sad I couldn't be there, but um, I'm glad I got at least a taste on Friday night of, of some of these guys.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, seeing last night was pretty impressive. The, the you know the bullpen, or I guess it was not necessarily a bullpen, when you can follow up a, a Nick start with a Marhone and Baez, but it, it's pretty impressive. And then and then you see uh, Andres Munoz come in and hit triple digit on, on the radar. You know, it's, it's it's. I just can't. I just can't stop smiling over the future of this team because, you know, we've said it over and over again. These they're not all going to succeed. They're you know a lot of these guys are are going to burn out. They're not going to make it all the way to the major leagues. That's that's inevitable. That's fine. But there are so many within this Padres system that there's there's going to be. Literally dozens that are going to be at least make a, a fair notch in, in in Major League Baseball in, in some regard. I mean, Chris Kemp talked to us uh, last night. We I think or on uh, Friday, uh, someone asked him for a I guess um kind of undervalued player or whatever. uh I believe his answer was Luis Patino and uh Ornelas, mm-hmm. wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I see. You mentioned and, Luis Patino. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Luis Petino, someone who's definitely flying under the radar at 17. I mean, Colombian pitcher, 17. I mean, he, he held a, a sub-2 ERA this year in the Dominican Summer League. I mean, there's just endless amounts of these young kids that are just, haven't even really been on put onto the Padres' Twitter radar yet, if you will. I mean, there's, there's these young Cuban kids, Ramon Perez. I mean, there's just, so, it's just, it's endless. It really is. I'm... I'm extremely motivated to do my top 100 list which should be out in the next uh week or so
2: yeah there's just so much to gush over and i think we could probably just gush all day um yeah but, but maybe we, we, should, we really could maybe we should move on a little bit here um so the minor league season is now done um our last minor league review will be up tomorrow that's the el paso chihuahuas uh it was a pretty good season for them all around um should we talk Padres now potter season's over yeah sure
1: let's let's move on into uh the Padre talk uh gosh i guess we warned you in the end uh that a couple of games would would be the difference in in a number five or six pick uh, opposed to what we landed at, at number seven and, and the tank uh the tank action came on a little late uh as the Padres finished three and seven in the last ten, last ten games you know it's it's tough You know, it's tough for me to always go full in on the tank because it makes sense to me, but I definitely like to see the progression that this young club has made. And I I like the fact that everybody's talking about, you know, well, they should have won 50 games, they should have won 60 games, and look at what they've done. As long as they take this into the next step next season and and progress a little more. And, you know, I guess we won't know until 2018 rolls around and and what kind of roster that AJ and company uh, formulate for us.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where the team goes from here. I know some people, I guess, want the team to start winning sooner rather than later, obviously. Um, Mm I don't know if 2018 is really the start of that. I think 2018 is going to be another down season. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's really amazing to think that the Padres once again won 70 games, or I should say 71 games, but... Over the last, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years, um, they've Mm -hmm. won 70 games in every season. Sorry, 9 years. They've won 70 games in every season, except for 2016, they won 68. And then Mm -hmm. in 2010, they won 90. Every other season, they won 70-something games. So 2009 was 75, 2011 was 71. 2012 yeah. was 76, 2013 was 76, 2014 was 77, 2015 was 74. I mean, this is a yeah. this is a definition of mediocrity. Yeah, that's so, a
1: horrible spot you want to be in.
2: I mean, it's like they can't they can't tank hard. No, they can't make the playoffs. I, so it's kind I mean, of discouraging that's, that's, in a way to see them in the middle ground. I'd, I'd rather them kind of just go all yeah. out and bottom out. But, well,
1: all in all, a seventh a seventh overall pick isn't isn't horrible. I mean, I would have liked the top five, but. I mean, look at the White Sox with the farm system they have, and where they sitting at the three, four pick. I mean, they, they are—they're <laughs> doing it right. They're—they're they're tanking right. I mean, they yeah. have and and they have assets to move, major league assets ready to move. If they want to move a Jose Abreu and 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 add on to their prospect list, they can. I mean, that's—they are the definition of of a uh, tank team, and they're doing it kind of in a, a traditional way, if you will. The Padres. <laughs> I've never done anything traditional, so it doesn't surprise me. I do think it's interesting
2: that the Potter's attendance, um, it dropped about a mil or about a hundred thousand from two thousand fifteen to 2016, and it actually dropped two hundred over two hundred thousand this year. So the attendance took a, a bit of a hit, um mm-hmm. this year, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, I guess you were hoping the attendance would go the other direction. Kinda of everyone knows what the team is going to be but I guess in the same way if everyone knows what the team is going to be then why bother watching it right if you know they're not going to be good Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the attendance plays out going forward because they've been hovering around 2 million 100 thousand for the last well pretty much the years I mentioned I mean they had 2.1 million in 2011 2.1 in 2012, 2.1 in 2013 2.1 in 2014 I mean 2015 they were up at 2.4 that was their height since 2008 but, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of the same thing. And I know fans are going to wait for the team to be good, but they need to start bringing more fans now. I mean, if if, te- if no fans are going to turn up now, you can't really expect them to all suddenly turn up when the team's good. I mean, I know that's what you want, but mm-hmm. I think the organization's not put themselves in the best place in terms of their marketing, in terms of getting people to the ballpark. There's, I think there's a lot of... Um, I don't want to say tension there, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out next year and going forward if they can get people to the ballpark and what it's going to be like once the team is good. I mean, are ticket prices still going to be high? Are they going to go higher? Are they going to go lower? I mean, are they going to be able yeah. to fill the ballpark the way they want to? Because it's kind of sad when even on like a Friday or Saturday night, the ballpark is still half empty. I mean, you kind of expect that on Mondays and Tuesdays when during like the school year and people are at work or whatever. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out going forward as well
1: yeah it, 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 you're right i mean the the team was disastrous at times on the, on the field and not very appealing to watch I, I mean there is a young nucleus already presently in the major leagues you know going around myers and, and margot and hedges and, and even renfro when he's correct but at the same time with that youth comes a lot of horrible baseball and uh, you know, the the problem with the Padres is that they're always going to have this reputation of, you know, oh, that's the Padres. Uh, oh, their system's so loaded. I mean, I hear it now. I have a friend of mine uh, from the East Coast. You know, oh, the Padres system's so loaded right now. Okay, when are they going to trade all their prospects? And that that's, they, you know, they built that. They, they made that. They made who they are. This isn't coming out of thin blue. This is a reputation that they built. And they're going to have to work hard to, to tear that down and, and to get respect. I mean, if you can't even get respect uh, you know, in your own city, what do you think someone from Philadelphia or New York or, or, or these other Boston championship teams, uh, cities, are, are going to think of you? You know, it's the mentality of this team and, and the city. And quite frankly, its fan base needs to change. I mean, he, God, I look at t- Padres' Twitter and it's like, it's like a war i you know who who's fighting who what are we fighting about what is, it's uh, it, i didn't want this to turn into some drama thing but you know it's just it, it starts with the the front office it starts with with the product and it starts with changing this this philosophy this horrible mentality that's just plagued this black cloud that's been around this franchise for 47 years or you know it's like It has to change and it's it's not going to happen overnight and and the people in charge are going to have to work their asses off in order to make this happen and they have to realize that it's not going to happen by you know little gimmicks and this and that it's going to have to happen by heart and and soul and and by reaching out to these fans and and showing them that that they are loved especially after the the i don't want to name that team left but you know there's san diego is hurting right now we, now is the perfect time to sweep in swoop in and and make this team a, a make the city a Padre city and you know i i see him doing that but you know in my opinion there could be more and it's it's a work in progress and 2018 is going to be big for this because these prospects are going to be knocking on the door the Quantros, the Lowers, the, even the Tatises, they're going to be r- almost here. And you got to get this fan base educated. you got to get this fan base and the mentality and, and get the city in the right frame of mind to, to welcome these young players and embrace them and, and to change the whole damn philosophy of this city.
2: Dang, you run for president in 2020 or what? I don't know.
1: President of the San Diego sports scene. I, don't know how okay, to really, I wish I don't
2: even know how to follow that. That was quite a I,
1: I mean, I'm just really I mean, the whole site that I built is is based upon this passion that I have for the city and, and the fact that I just I hate this misnomer that's about San Diego and about its sports fans that we're not passionate, that we don't give a damn that we, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's 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 bullshit and it needs to change and it starts with the fan base. It starts with its teams. And, and no one else can can change that. But it's it has to be a collective effort. You no know, more pointing fingers at each other. And you know, it, it's just it's frustrating to me because I, I love the city. You and I are both native San Diegans. You know, it, it's just I, I see these other cities. I, I mean, God, Tampa Bay has a freaking Super Bowl championship. I mean, Tampa Bay. What what you know? <laughs> what the hell? The Marlins have two World Series titles. If they if- can't even. They can't even fill their stadium even a quarter of the way, and it's brand new. Like, what what the hell? You know, it's not just the Padres, but we constantly get this abuse because of the chicken little, the sky is falling mentality that the fans have. And, you know, I understand we've been abused for years and years because I've been there. I was there in 84, welcoming the team back 0-2 when they are down from the Cubs. You know, I I was there as a kid. I, I saw that. I, you know... this team can be special this city can be special and and, you know it comes in and it's been a long time 98 is probably the last time that I've actually seen Patrick do you remember the 98 World Series team?
2: Um, I was 5 so exactly exactly. the majority
1: (laughs) of the fan base doesn't even have an idea how the city can rally together because they haven't seen it because it happens so so infrequently 84, 94 and 98 those are the three three years in which the city was just a buzz about their sports team, and, and I want that every single year, whether or not we make the playoffs or not. That's the type of mentality that wins. That's the type of mentality that these players feed off of, and that's what creates a home field advantage. The Padres were five games above five hundred at home this year. Okay, that's respectable considering what they were, but you know, twenty something games on the twenty uh, something games below five hundred on the road. Could, because they were getting abused by the other teams at home, because they came in timid, and, and the other teams used their home field advantage, used their fan base to to get those wins. There's a reason why you have an advantage when when at home, and it's just I don't know, you know. How did you start me on this, Patrick? I don't know. I don't know where we went, where we're going. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't know I, I apologize, I right folks. Now. I I'm. I'm uh,
2: you can tell he's passionate, which is what we want, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I'm I am definitely passionate. It's just uh you know, I, I just want better for the city and, and it and it starts with the Padres because the Padres are the main representative for the city. I mean you saw I asked Ron Fowler, you know, that was my question to him. You know, I'm not gonna ask sit there and ask him Is Tatis gonna start in the major leagues next year? Uh, is Cal Quantra You know, that dude writes checks. He just doesn't know who's gonna start where, who's gonna play. It's not that's not his job. His job is not to to formulate the lineup. Why why are you asking questions like that? Ask him relevant questions to the city, to the to what he can do as a owner of this team. And my question was to him, what kind of responsibility does he feel that he has as the only professional, big time marketing professional team in San Diego? And, you know, his answer was was typical political-type stuff, but I hope that he really takes that into heart because the Padres have a responsibility to the city of San Diego. The other franchise didn't live up to that. They you, This team does. They need to.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree that it's imperative now more than ever that this, this yeah. team embraces San Diego and does all they can to uh, build goodwill because I think at this point... Um, they don't. They shouldn't need to beg fans to come watch their team. I mean, sure, the team's not great on paper, but with the way the Chargers left town, I mean, people want something to believe in, as cliche yeah. as that sounds. So no, but, I, I think the Potters yeah. can be that, especially with what they're building here. And I think if the marketing's done properly, which, I mean, that's been questionable in the past. Um, we've talked about that in the past. Uh, I think that they could take this somewhere special, and this could be a truly special time for really the entire city and the surrounding area, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, look look at what the Aztecs are doing. I mean, it's they're they're one city, one team. They're marketing, having full on commercials. I've seen their commercials just belittling Charger fans, and, and you know, telling them to you know come on over. The, you know, that's the type of mentality that you have to have. That, you know, this is San Diego. This is our team. This is represent our our city, and they need love. This is a Padre podcast, but the Aztecs need fans to get their asses out there. This this. Show up for for Saturday's game against Northern Illinois, which I know is a is a as a you know not a big draw school. I mean, how many Northern Illinois alum are, are in San Diego, California? But they need the support. They need if you want this team to ever be considered for a Pac twelve, Pac fourteen, or whatever to move up to the next echelon of college football. They need the support. They need to have everybody out there supporting them. This is our football team now. The San Diego State Aztecs are our football team now. That is our football team. There's no professional team. There's no other team. Uh, you, yeah, you can choose to who, root for whoever you want, but as far as representing the city of San Diego, that is the team. No disrespect to USD, who has a, an excellent football program as well, but we're talking about Division One football here, I mean, quite honestly.
2: Can we just take, Sorry. A, can we just take a moment we, to laugh that the Chargers are 0-4 and the Aztecs are 5-0?
1: Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Oh, man. I'm having the time of my life. I don't even, like, care about football as much anymore. I mean, like, I got my fantasy football team, and I, like, watch for those guys. Uh, but, man, it's good to look at the scoreboard at the end of the day and see uh, Chargers lost again. And I, I really crowd of, like, was gonna, 75% yeah. Eagle fans. Oh, it's just – it's great. Yeah. I love it. I,
1: I really didn't think I was going to take this much joy in that, but I, I have to admit that I am. Uh, I, I, you know, I washed my, t- my, my hands of that team – as far as emotional ties i really don't care if they win or lose but i'm quite frankly enjoying the fact that they're losing because i know that the owner is really really livid about it and they are not going to sell that stadium the the la fans are just like charger fans are just like sending fans are just like any fans in general if you bring a losing product on the field they're not going to support it especially in in an environment where you're 15th in priority of, of uh of what do you want to see? I mean, they're what behind the UCLA Bruins volleyball team or something as far as priority. I mean, it's, it's, it's a joke.
2: Yeah. They're, they're a joke. Um, but are you going to, uh, your, your buddy's, uh, Mexican restaurant tomorrow, to get a free taco?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might, I might hit up Victor for a taco. If, if those of you don't know, Victor Lopez was a, a high school friend of mine. We went to high school together. I love what he's doing. Uh, he's, Definitely making his taco shop known. I think that uh, all of San Diego is definitely well aware of uh, where El Pollo Grill is. And, you know, that's, that's good stuff. That's, that's marketing right there. And that's, that's hitting home. And, and, you know, a lot of people are going to always love that taco shop because of that respect to San Diego and that tie to it. And there's, it's, you know, that's, that's how you do it. I mean, if you want your environment and you want your neighborhood to embrace you and love you, then you do what they want. And yeah. you give the fans what they want.
2: Definitely, yeah. For those who don't know, um, you can uh, get a free taco the day after the Chargers lose. If you, uh, I think you say that you asked for a Spanos taco. Spanos taco. That yeah, makes it even better. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> for those for those a uh, little hungry, hit hit him up tomorrow. Spanos taco. Yeah,
1: they're down the South Bay uh, off Bonita Road, right off Bonita Road, right off the freeway, in the eight hundred five. That's a yeah. free plug for El Pollo Grill. I'll be hitting up Victor later on for a. Uh, uh, payment on that uh you know let's get back to let's get back to some padre i don't know wrap up i guess for the 2017 season you know it's what's there to wrap up uh it's kind of rough they they over they overachieved they they did well you know Nelson lamette had an excellent season that's someone to be very excited for for the future he's obviously never gonna taste me minor league baseball again unless it's in a rehab appearance but you know you gotta focus on things like that, sure we would have want Austin Hedge's average to be a little better, but defensively he was excellent you know you gotta focus on the on the on the good things with this team and he just is it's I just it goes back to the prospect game I mean seeing those young kids they're gonna be here soon i mean we, we when we talked to tatis with with the uh social summit people he was pretty serious about saying you know he said he was talking to one of his coaches and he told that he wants to play here next year mm-hmm. and, and i believe him he looking at his eyes he is sincere about it he, he sent out a tweet today that he's falling in love with the city of san diego and, and i can see that you know after after the uh prospect game on friday he was sitting up in the stands uh with a bunch of other players uh, i saw austin smith up there i saw pedro avila i saw Morahone, i saw baez and he was interacting with fans, handing out autographs, very personable young kid, and you could see that he was soaking up his environment and, and you know using it as motivation to get to this level. And you've got to love what, what you see from this young man. He, he's, he's uh, he is the real deal.
2: Wow, we we were supposed to be talking about the Potters when we went right back, back to Tatis. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Will Myers had 30 home runs this year, which was quite impressive.
2: <laughs> oh, God, please don't.
1: Let's talk about how many stats that Will Myers led on the Padres. You know how many stats he led for the Padres? Basically every single one of them. Really? RBI, stolen bases, runs, on-base percentage, slugging, hey, OPS, Jose, Jose hits, per- hey, Jose doubles. Perla, Jose
2: Perella had a higher average.
1: Wait, uh, well, no, I didn't Perla think he qualified. A-
2: Oh, we're talking qualified? Well, I mean... He's like the only player that qualified. I mean, unless you count like Solarte.
1: Okay, well, he's didn't like, didn't yeah, one of our pitchers qual- come up and hit a home run? I mean, then <laughs> he's the best lugging percentage, right?
2: Because <laughs> qual- cause qualified is like... I think qualified is like 500 at-bats or something ridiculous, so... I think he's the only one that got... I think Solarte got 500. Margot,
1: I think, got 500. I was yeah. just, I was just hyping up your, your 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 favorite player of all time, Will Myers. That, you oh, know, you, my I, I heard you saying he's going to go 40-40 next year and, and and contend for the batting title you're yeah, not... he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, and, Well, that was a given. I mean, I hope so.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, for all the crap I give him, <laughs> I genuinely hope he does well. It's not like I'm wishing <laughs> him to fail. I'm just trying to be realistic with who he is and who we're supposed to think he is. And I don't even care if it's oh the fans are treating him like a superstar. It's like the organization <laughs> is treating him like a superstar. So if he's not going to perform that way, that's just not acceptable to me. I mean, he's being the, branded the, as this and I know that's tough on the guy, but this is who he's being branded as and he signed that contract and I know he's only making 4 million this year, whatever, but a 240 batting average with a 320 on base is just not going to cut it if you want to be a superstar. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, he obviously expects better. And, you know. I'm, I'm, hope, just, I'm hoping he gets be, better. We,
2: like, I'm rooting for him. It's not like I'm rooting against him.
0: I don't want no, to No, of fail, course not. But,
1: but it, you know. And, it is what it but is. But you bring <laughs> up excellent points because, at, at, you know, at this point, do you. Is he Mike Trout or is he, uh, you know, Joe Schmo in left field or first base? And, you know, he's obviously in between somewhere. You know. At 26, going to turn 27 next year. You know, it's hard to say that he's that he's hit his max as far as what he's capable of. I, you know, it's it's all about consistency in the game of baseball, and he struggled in that aspect. You know, I don't I don't know. There's no there's no answer. Players develop at an older age out of nowhere. I mean, look at someone like a, a JD Martinez or, or a Jose, Jose Bautista. <laughs> jose Perella. so you know it could click at any moment any second any at bat so you know obviously the tools are there for him to be a superstar so we'll just have to kind of just curb your enthusiasm as far as what he's capable of being and and just kind of just let it go and and enjoy the fact that he's played 150 plus games consecutive years back to back and we don't even have to talk about wrist you know when's the last time we talked about health and myers and that goes back to Padres Twitter and the, and the sky is falling mentality that the fan base has. It's, you know, he was labeled as our face of the franchise. And, you know, and I think everyone automatically, OK, he's going to get 30-30 for sure. I mean, what, he almost got it last year, so he's going to get it. You know, it, it, it's, it's not like that. You know, the Twins came from last to a playoff team. The Giants took a dump this year, and so did the Mets. I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the game of baseball until the game is actually played. You can predict it all you want, and you can look at all the stats you want. Sorry, Patrick, no, not a jab on you, but yeah, I hear that. You got to, you got to play the. I mean, you you know it too. You got to play the game. Obviously, the stats are telling, and they give you an idea of what's going to happen. But you, and you never know about trades and and other injuries. You know, there's so many determining factors in, in the game that you just you don't know what's going to happen. So, Will Myers, I hope you enjoy your off season. I hope you get away from baseball. Meet go with, out, meet go with your fishing.
2: Psychologist.
1: <laughs> if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. I mean, that's not a it shouldn't be a. Knock. He shouldn't feel it's a knock against Tim. Sometimes.
2: No, I believe very strongly that if people have something going on. Yeah. But whatever it is, if you need help, then it's it's not. Is there's no shame in asking for help. I mean, being a baseball it, it, player is not easy, and all that pressure and all that expectation that that cannot be easy. So, I no, hope I hope the best not. for him. I don't. I'm not rooting against him. Like I said, I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's a good dude, but I think he's a little
1: bit lost right now, and you can
0: see and him the it. Way should, he acts. It
1: showed in so, his at bats. I mean, yeah. there's... Quite frankly, I can remember 20, 30 at-bats where he would take either slider right down the middle, fastball right down the middle, and just walk off. Like, And you could see it in his face, like, what the hell was I doing? What was I... Th- I was thinking the opposite... You know what I mean? You erase those 30 or 40 at-bats in which he gave away, and he comes out with 10, 15 more hits, and suddenly he's a 280 hitter with you know respectable numbers. So it, it can happen. It's just a matter of progressing and, and making those changes. I You know, I just... His goal next year should be not to give away any at bat, not one at bat, the whole fucking year. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> not, not, Whoa. One, not one at bat. This is a po- you know, we this just is a lost, podcast we just lost for our Barney kids. rating. We, this is we a just lost our Barney rating. Children man. and families. I, I, I said trucking. Uh, trucking. But, you know, at this point,
2: <sighs> maybe he should get into trucking in the off season. I might help him. I don't know.
1: <laughs> might calm him down. Yeah, it, 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 okay, let's talk about Myers some more. Looking at Myers, he's still very thin. I still think he can fill out some more and be even more of a power hit threat. He could I be a 40 should, home run I, hit. I
2: still think he should probably you know stop batting with just his arms and use his legs a little bit, you know? Exactly. <laughs> just well, his, his, I think his swing is awful, honestly. I think his batting stance is jacked. I think it's going to take <laughs> uh, the whole offseason to fix it. But I think if he can bat in a better stance and give himself a better, I mean, shot at it. Yeah. I mean, just like what Josh Donaldson did to his career when he changed his yeah. stance.
1: well, look at Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken was a man of a thousand stances. His stance changed from freaking month to month, basically. So it, that's not a big deal, and he shouldn't look at it as a knock-in. As a major league ball player, you should be able to take criticism and kind of adapt and grow from it and hopefully get better. And, and that's what it's about because – Pitchers are sure as hell finding your weakness and picking at it and and victimizing you. I mean, that's just their job and that's what they're going to do. I mean, it's hard to hit a it's hard to hit a major league pitcher. I mean, it's I, I'm having trouble hitting my Sunday league pitching today, and guys are throwing seventy miles per hour. So, you know, it's it's the hardest thing in the world is to square up a fastball or square up a baseball. So you know, it, it's it's a mentality thing. I hope he takes a break and I hope he figures it out and you know this man is still very capable of being uh, a superstar I think you know we'll just have to be patient and and hopefully hopefully he he reaches that level
2: yeah I mean I still believe in him but I think I believe in him less than I did probably two years ago even with the injuries he had so um, yeah this option is going to be very important I think 2018 is kind of a make or break season for him and his future, not just in San Diego, but I think his future in baseball in general. I mean, he's got to he's got to be a better player if he wants to have a successful career and not just be some guy we forget about in ten years. So,
1: yeah, well, and that's a lot of that. and
2: that's the challenge you know, every player faces. So, exactly. I mean,
1: so do you want to be a, an All Star player, or do you want to be a Hall of Fame player, or you know, it goes down to do you want to be a starter, do you want to be an everyday player, do you want to be an All Star? You know what I mean? There's different levels of motivation in getting yourself prepared to be that way because when it comes down to it all of these guys are talented all of these guys have all the talent in the world it's about putting it together and and being successful and finding that consistency in in whatever it takes you know whatever some of these guys are so superstitious eating the same chick. wade bogs eating chicken every day before his it came you know whatever it takes to get your head on straight and be able to square a fastball then then do it
2: yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's 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 as much as we say baseball's all about like, you know, hand-eye coordination and blah blah blah, all the like the physical skills, I think it's it's obviously just as much mental and I think right now Will Myers just doesn't have the mental part of it and I'm hoping he spends the off-season figuring that out.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, he even
1: admitted himself that he just wasn't you know, people say that he was lazy or that he was taking it off or what, you know, it, it's it's a grind to play baseball. And so it's, yeah, I know he's a millionaire and I know he gets paid a lot of money to do it. But there's a lot of uh, behind the scene things that, that people just aren't aware of. And, and the fact that they critique him on that is, is you know, it's just ignorance. But, you know, we'll have to worry or we'll have to hope that Myers uh, will be the player that we all expect but you know, even if he's not, you know, being a excellent, uh, piece to the puzzle is, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's telling in itself and that's rewarding for the team in in itself.
2: Yeah. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out over the next few years and where everybody ends up here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we kind of, I don't know. We, we, what's even to wrap on the 2017 season, uh, you know, you know. Maybe in the in a podcast next week, we'll get a little more in depth as far as position by position, what to look forward to, and stuff like that. But at this point, a seventy-one and ninety-one season uh, and a seventh overall pick, most importantly, is what we have, and uh, we'll have to. You know, we'll just again, it goes back to the future, and, and you know, spring training, and it's going to be interesting to see. Where a lot of these young kids fall next season, where where they're placed, because God, there's just a logjam of talent at, at, at almost every level, except for probably El Paso. It, it, you know, I, I, we can speculate that. we can speculate on that at a later time as well. But in a lot of that, will have to be have to do with what they are able to uh, to successfully, you know, if they're able to successfully compete in the DSL and, and the in and the Arizona Fall League as well. So. Uh, Patrick, anything else that we need to cover major league aspect wise before we get out of here on our, uh, on our little wrap up podcast?
2: No, I think we, uh, summed up the season pretty well. They won more games than I thought the pitching staff was better than I thought the offense was meh and, yeah. uh, <laughs> the bullpen was okay. I guess Brad hand still a Padre somehow. And, um, I'm hoping for some action this off season so we don't get too bored here.
1: There there should be some action. I guess that'll be, uh, again, something we hit up in the future. That we'll have a little trade rumor podcast or something. Or I, I don't know, but there's, I, I would have, I would, I would have to believe there's going to be some action and some movement. Uh, it, it just, there, the team is just has depth in certain areas and lacks it in other areas. So, we'll have to see. It, it's going to be an interesting offseason. There'll still be plenty of coverage here uh, from East Village Times. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of things that we're working on to keep your uh, baseball cravings down during the off season. Uh, I know that once the playoffs are over, it's it's a it's a rough hitting in, in November and in December and January. But we will be full force uh, articles every day uh, pertaining to the team, uh, and you know a lot of interviews I've already uh, conducted and working on. So we'll get a lot of. Uh, a lot of minor league stuff from these guys. A lot, a lot of these prospects want to tell their stories, want to go out and, and, and tell us, you know, how their first seasons were in professional baseball, or are the first season at a certain levels. So it's exciting. I'm very uh, excited to talk to a lot of these young guys.
2: Yeah, it should be a fun off season. Uh, we're hosted on Podbean. You can find us there. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter. Uh, I'm Patrick burnet ninety three. James is EBT underscore News. EBT underscore J Clark. Uh, our podcast is at EBT Podcast. If you want to give us any feedback, shoot us any questions, uh, anything you need, um, we'll be back later this week, hopefully, with a guest. Um, stay tuned for more good content.
1: Thank you so much, folks. East Village Times Podcast is signing out.
0: EVT is out here broadcasting. broadcasting. EVT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick ask them. ask them. Question and answer, James and Patrick ask them. Padres EVT podcast. Padres EVT podcast. podcast.